Tracy Mack on Newcastle in the Morning. Welcome back to Newcastle in the Morning. You're with Tracy Mack. We've got a very special visitor in town today. It is Senator Jenny McAllister, who is the Shadow Cabinet Secretary. She's also the Shadow Assistant Minister to the Labor leader in the Senate. And she's also, most importantly, and why she's here today, she's the Shadow Assistant Minister for Communities and the Prevention of Family Violence. And she's also the Senator for New South Wales. And she's going to be joining Sharon Clayton, our local MP here in Newcastle today, to talk about help for women and children and fleeing domestic violence here in Newcastle. Sharon joins me on the line now. Good morning, Sharon. Good morning, Tracy. And it's um, very, I'm so delighted to have Senator Jenny McAllister in Newcastle today to announce that a future Albanese Labor government will be investing $1.2 million for additional crisis accommodation uh, here in Newcastle. And uh, that we and we estimate that'll help some 108 women and children to find a safe refuge. Uh, but just as importantly, uh, some money towards funding 10 additional workers uh, in the family and domestic violence sector because we just know how difficult it has been, um, not just throughout the COVID pandemic period, um, but for some time now, where we've seen terribly increased demand for family and domestic violence services, um, but uh, no matching increase in capacity for those services to um, support women and children uh, during the hardest time of their lives. Sharon, as you know, here at Newcastle Live, we're, we're big supporters of What Were You Wearing? Um, we're very much behind that uh, that cause. I had uh, two gentlemen in the studio with me on Friday ahead of the fundraising concert that was held on Saturday. Sharon, one of those gentlemen was 21 years of age, and when I said the statistics are one in four women are subject to, to domestic violence or sexual assault, he was horrified. Now, Back the other way, that horrifies me insofar as a 21-year-old doesn't know those statistics. What are we not teaching our young young adults? Well, this is a national scourge. And, and I think the fact that a young 21-year-old man doesn't um, know about it. I mean, we could take a couple of things from that. One that let's hope he's been raised in an environment where the idea of... Um, you know, in, uh, being violent towards someone you love is a horrifying concept and unimaginable. Uh, but the second inference, of course, is that um, we just... People are not seeing this being taken seriously on the national stage. We've got uh, all sorts of amazing groups, like What you, Were You Wearing?, uh, all of our frontline services working in this sector... Um, but it is often just the unspoken part of our community. You know, uh, it is a, it is still today, um, you know, so difficult for women and children to talk about the trauma they're living and experiencing. And uh, we've got a, you know, we've got a whole generation of people that we should. You know, the last decade, in my view, has just been the most massive missed opportunity. We've had a government that's resisted, you know, to, fighting us tooth and nail about whether you should have respectful relationships taught at school. Um, you know, this is where the this is where it starts in terms mm. of educating the next generation about what does consent mean? How would you have a respectful relationship with someone you purport to love? 
you know, these are, um, you know, we can we know we can do these educative programs in age appropriate manners across both primary and high school. Um, it shouldn't be a matter of debate. It should just be part of our education system. But the other, you know, the matter that we're raising um, here today in terms of better support for our services um, and uh, trying to um, respond to one of the um, jigsaw puzzle pieces and that in terms of just the dire situation for uh, housing and accommodation in our region, um, we know that uh, crisis accommodation has been... Um, you know, especially, it's become a bottleneck um, for many of our services. We, you know, when we are getting people into some crisis accommodation, we haven't been able to move them out of crisis into more permanent forms of housing because they just haven't, there's just not been uh, options there. The private rental market completely fails these women generally they're un it's unaffordable they're not able to compete with those um lining up for rental properties so uh you know labor's made an earlier announcement about thirty thousand um new social and affordable houses mm. that would be built we've said four thousand of those would be quarantined for women and children fleeing violent relationships but this um, commitment today uh, for Newcastle services is into the uh, crisis accommodation area. Uh, and equally, you know, the last time uh, I have regular um, sit-down uh, sessions with my frontline um, domestic family violence services and, you know, hands down, every single one of them tells me it, the um, lack of accommodation options is resulting in a dire situation getting even worse. So we've got uh, women and children really at risk of homelessness now when deciding to leave a violent relationship. We've got them couch surfing, sleeping in the back of their car, uh, sleeping in tents in friends' backyards or on the street or even worse, returning to the perpetrator of violence because that is in fact safer than sleeping on the streets mm. for their children. You're with Tracy Mack on Newcastle Live. I'm speaking with Sharon Clayton, who is the federal member for Newcastle. Sharon, you're absolutely right. I've been rabbiting on about this for, for quite a while, the fact that there is no discussion going on at a, at a national level regarding affordable housing, safe housing, social housing. And it's great to see that uh, that this Housing Australia Future Fund has been announced by the uh, by the federal government, uh, by the opposition, I should say, not the federal government. I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself there, Sharon. But um, it, it is very exciting that, that this has been announced. What's the reaction been to this, uh, to this future fund around the country? It's just terrific. People are crying out for national leadership on this housing crisis. It's never been more difficult to buy a home, to rent a home, and there are more uh, Australian people uh, either rendered homeless homeless or at risk of homelessness now than ever before. Uh, so establishing the Housing Australia Future Fund so that we can build uh, new social and affordable housing, so that we can do uh, increased repairs and maintenance on existing uh, ones, so that we can provide dedicated uh, housing for women and children fleeing violence for um, people uh, often... You know, I met a woman just this uh, weekend, uh, Gwyneth Lampton, who talked about 
how terrified she is of becoming homeless. Mm. She is, you know, like so many, uh, you know, a relationship that uh, that failed. Uh, she's now also caring for her parents. Uh, she's a frontline health worker, but uh, she's exhausted. Mm. She doesn't know how long her job's going to continue. Uh, that uh, and she is living paycheck to paycheck. She doesn't have savings. She doesn't have a superannuation. Uh, she is probably three weeks away from if she were to be evicted from, um, you know, being absolutely without savings and housing it's a dire situation Look, so it really is sharon and you know what i mean this is again this is something that i heard at the salvation army luncheon and it's something that i've heard many times before we are all one decision or one situation that goes the wrong way away from homelessness now i've uh, i've just had to find a new rental um, I like to think that I've got a decent income. I've got a decent reputation. Sharon, it's taken me 12 weeks to find somewhere to live. Now, I'm lucky. I can I can pay these ridiculous prices that are being asked. But if I'm struggling, how's that single mum out there who, who is struggling to find somewhere? She was paying $300. She's now got to pay $500 a week in rent because it's just out of, out of reach of everybody and the price has gone through the roof. What's the solution for that? Where do we go to? How do we get those prices under control? Yeah, people are under so much financial mm. stress and, um, you know, that's just compounding all of the other uh, stresses in life that uh, people are experiencing. So there, are some, um, uh, there was an announcement from Labor on the weekend to uh, really um, take up on a national level this um, scheme where you can... Uh, where the government goes into equity, it becomes an equity partnership with you in order to buy houses. It's targeting a very specific low modest income um, bracket. Mm. And uh, I think you've got to have multiple solutions, uh, Tracy. I mean, there's no one answer here. Mm. You know, we've got to build social and affordable housing and government has a role. I mean, it is just unconscionable that the Morrison government spent the last 10 years saying, not our problem, mm. it's a matter for states and territories. No, well, not. I'm sorry, it is our problem. Mm. It is, you know, there is a social contract between the government and the citizens. So one of the most basic needs is to provide uh, safe housing for your citizens. So, um, you know, when your market, uh, when your private market is failing, government has a role to play and uh you know we we cannot have as i said you know we can't have women and children deciding it is safer to stay with a perpetrator of violence than it is to leave because you have no hope in hell of finding um you know housing you can afford out there that's heartbreaking sharon that's just not a situation that as a society we should be in no it is it is absolute we should all resoundingly reject Mm. that that is not an option for anybody look thank you so much for your time i really appreciate it um tell senator McAllister that we said thank you welcome to town and uh and this is very very much uh, appreciated today and i know that all of the charities out there the got you back sisters the jenny's place i know that they're all very very excited about this today so fingers crossed i look forward to hearing more and more about it and uh if we don't speak before best of luck in the upcoming election uh, of course there is an election coming up we have to uh, have to preface everything we say by uh, by saying that but uh, best of luck at the upcoming election 
Thank you, Trace, and thanks for your ongoing interest. Um, you know, this is a national scourge, mm. and uh, eradicating violence against women and children should be uh, at the top of and it will be for a future Labor government. Should we be elected, this will be an issue that is um, met with great urgency and determination. Very pleased to hear that. You take care, and Thank we'll you. chat soon. Bye now. Bye. That was Sharon Clayton, the federal member for Newcastle. We thank her for her time. You're with Tracy Mack on Newcastle Live. Newcastle in the morning takes you through the big events and the most talked about stories of the day that matter to you and your life. From what's on to what matters, Tracy Mack takes you beyond the headlines. What it is, why it matters and how it impacts your daily life. Tracy Mack brings you Newcastle in the morning, weekdays from 9 on Newcastle Live.